Hello, this is Jonathan Art from American Dream Sports, and today we're going to be talking about my award predictions and the upcoming, uh, the upcoming storylines in the games for the games that are going on this weekend in the NFL. Of course, you have the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game going on this week, uh, so we're going to hop right into that to begin. It. First of all, you have the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have the rematch of the Week Six game. With the Packers traveling to Tampa Bay and getting routed, what was it like thirty to ten or something like that, or thirty? Was it thirty to ten or, or thirty-eight to ten? Um, I think it was thirty to ten, and you had that that game, and ever since that. Ever since that loss, the Packers have looked a little bit different. You know, they, they took that loss. Then they took the, an Indianapolis loss and a Vikings loss. But ever since those, those last two especially, the Packers, the Packers have had under four turnovers the entire season. After their four turnover game against Indianapolis, which was which had quite a few fumbles in it uh, by the the Packers, and they st- and they barely lost. If the Packers, honestly, if the Packers don't turn the ball over, I mean, <laughs> then that's a that's a runaway game. Then you're gonna have like a some other game to the Rams. But you also had the Minnesota game, and ever since the Minnesota game, where Dalvin Cook just ran them over. They have stopped Cam Akers, who let's not sleep on this kid. This and he's a rookie, but but he was he was running the ball pretty well. They 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 held him under 100 yards. They held the NFL's rushing leader Derrick Henry under 100 yards, and so it's it's like they've become a lot more of an aggressive team. It, it finally felt like after the Indianapolis and Minnesota losses that they've really put it together. Like they've started to reach their potential. They've gotten the confidence that they can reach their potential. Matt LaFour's play, call, play calling has been phenomenal. Like I, I watch some of the plays that they call and I go, was that him or was that Aaron? Because it, it's incredible what what a fantastic coach can do for you. I liked the LaFleur hire from the beginning. I wasn't sure if Rodgers was going to you know, mesh with him all that well. And, of course, the storylines were, yo, it's Rodgers' fault. I mean, he got his own head coach fired. You saw what McCarthy did with the Cowboys. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it, but, but Skip, Skip Bayless had some names for Mike McCarthy that he called them. You know, Sleepy Mike, I think he called them. One of the things that he called them. I know Fat Mike is a... Is a term that uh, social media is used for him, but it's just kind of funny how how things happen. And I know that some Packer fans were saying, "Oh no, it's McCarthy," and some were saying it's Rodgers. And I think there was a little bit of both. I mean, you saw what happened last year. Lafleur and Rodgers were not on the same page, and even though they went thirteen and three, it, it, it felt like a fake thirteen and three team, even as a Packer fan. I was nervous, really nervous against San Francisco to play San Francisco again. I'm not as nervous to play Tampa Bay again. 
Um, it's in Green Bay. It's going to be like 27 degrees and snowing. Like, come on. And that's that's Rogers territory. I mean, guys like Levante David, Avita Vey, um, Shaq Barrett, who I think is who is still there. Um, their secondary is not very good. Their secondary is pretty suspect. Ronald Jones and, and Fournette played at Jacksonville. And, um, you know, uh, Mike Evans and, and Godwin, they haven't been to the playoffs yet. They haven't really played like that. They haven't, they haven't played in the cold weather situations. Of course, Tom has numerous and countless times. Like, come on. He played in New England. It's cold as heck in New England. But if your quarterback, if the best player who's most acclimated to the weather is your 43-year-old quarterback, as as the pretty as, as good as Tom has played, I mean don't get me wrong, Tom Brady is great. But he's just not on the same role Rodgers is right now. And you know, you and and when it gets to these situations where you say, you know, the quarterbacks are the quarterbacks, that then you have to go position by position. You've got the offensive line of Green Bay is better than the offensive line of Tampa Bay. Got Rodgers and Brady. I, I would say Rodgers is pretty definitively playing better, but it's not like Tom isn't playing well. But I think Rodgers is playing a decent amount better. So Rodgers is above Brady. Then you got the running backs by committee. The Packers running back game is better than the, the Buccaneers running game. The Buccaneers running game is not bad. It's not terrible. It's just not Green Bay's. Then you got the receiving core. OJ Howard, Rob Gronkowski. Antonio Brown might not play. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And that that new kid. The the short dude in the slot. I don't remember his name. Um, but there's him too. And then on the Packers side of the ball, you got, of course, Adams and Tunyon, who you put Tunyon and Gronk, I think they pretty much wipe each other out. And then you've got, um, Adams, Scantling, and Lazard, and then the slot kid, Evans, and Godwin. I think, I think the Buccaneers have that. Just, just because they have, they have three proven receivers. Three proven dudes who could be a number one receiver or have been a number one receiver. If Antonio Brown is healthy, which he's their third option. And so I, I don't know how they're going to match up Antonio. But even if Antonio plays, he's not the same guy. He's not He's not that dude from Pittsburgh and he's going to get you 10 catches, 160 yards, two touchdowns in a playoff game. He's not. Um, Evans, I don't know if Evans is 100%. I, I know he's been playing, but I'm, I'm sure he's banged up. I'm sure he's not 100%. I'm sure he's probably 85-90%. But you're 85 or 90% you're going to get matched up against Jair Alexander, who's a top three corner in the NFL. So it's, it's interesting. At, 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 the base, at the base layer, it's interesting. Then you've got Godwin, who... I can guarantee you Tom is going to X whoever Kevin King is guarding because Kevin King can't guard a brick. He's long and he's lanky. That's all. That's the end of his redeeming qualities. He's 
not a very sure tackler. He's not very physical. He doesn't always make the best decisions in tackling and in hitting. He doesn't have great hands. He's got good instincts. He's long and he's lanky. He's athletic. He gets close. But he's just not that good. I know we just recently signed Tremont Williams again. Which is great, except he's 38. But that's okay. Because he was there the first time around. And he was fantastic the first time around. I mean, he was... He was fantastic. He was was great. I mean, that's when he was in his prime. So, he was great. I just think that when you measure it down... I, I think Tampa Bay's got a better defense. And I think that's pretty evident. But the Packers got a mean pass rush. And they got some dudes in the secondary. So, I mean, I didn't think Tampa Bay was going to beat New Orleans. I should have known better. I didn't. Of course, then rumors come out that Drew Brees had a torn rotator cuff, a collapsed lung, 11 broken ribs, and a broken ankle. Now, I already knew about the ribs and the lung. But you're telling me this dude played with a torn rotator cuff as well and something broken in his ankle. Mike Thomas played with an injured shoulder and an injured ankle, but played because Drew was playing. And that's why he was on the IR. Now, if I would have known that, I would have picked Tampa Bay no problem. You know what I mean? But, and now it's the talk about how it's, it's Drew, the end of Drew's career. And I, I don't know if we're going to get a chance to talk about Philip Rivers because he did retire as well. But the way that we're going, honestly, probably not. I might get a chance to brush on it if I get the chance to put the push the episode past 30 minutes. I don't know if I'll get a chance to do that. But if I do, I certainly will. I don't know. It's just, it's just this... I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but I have a good feeling with Green Bay against Tampa this week. Um, just the, it, it's not even the weather or Lambo or Rogers or the defense or the fact that Brady is 43 or that Brown might not play. It's the play calling. It really, it's the coaching. Bruce Arians is a fantastic coach and he deserves all the respect that he gets. However, he's not always on board with Tom. Him and Tom don't always always get, get along. Just like the same problems with Rodgers and LeFleur. Or we shouldn't call him LeFleur because he doesn't... There's a whole story behind that with Stephen A. Smith. But it's just... It, it, is, it is what it is. And I just feel like Rodgers can beat Brady one-on-one. He already has in the regular season. He's proven it when Tom was in New England. If the Packers don't turn the ball over, I don't see a way Tampa can win. That's how Tampa wins games. They generate turnovers. They had three touchdown drives of less than 40 yards against New Orleans. New Orleans turned the ball over like five times. The Packers aren't turning the ball over five times. And if they do, then that sucks. That, of course, they're not going to win. But Tom isn't as mobile as he used to be. That pass rush is going to hurt him. That pass rush is going to get to him. And if Brady doesn't play a clean game, it could get ugly really quickly. Let's say the Packers get the ball first, they go down, 
and they score a touchdown because they score quite a bit on their first drives. Because Rodgers is better than pretty much any defense you can put that put out there against him, which is proven against Los Angeles. Let's just say he, he go down and they get an 11-play, 68-yard, four-and-a-half-minute touchdown drive. Right? And Tom gets into trouble. They get three and out. The Packers go down the field. This time Tampa Bay makes the adjustments. It's just a field goal. Then Brady makes a mistake. Let's say there's 12 minutes left. No. If he got a three and out, let's say there's... Okay, so if he, he, they had a four-and-a-half-minute drive, it'd be down to ten-and-a-half minutes. Brady had the ball for two for a minute-and-a-half. That's nine minutes. And then the Packers had a five-minute uh, field goal drive. Just put it out there just like that, right? And then Tom... Goes down the field, and there's 14 minutes left in the first half. Tom makes a mistake. He throws an interception. He doesn't read the he doesn't read it properly, and Amos comes flying across the field, and he jumps the route. And he picks it. It wouldn't even have to be a Nick Collins Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl inter- level interception where he's dodging and weaving and diving through a pile and scores a touchdown. Let's say. Let's just say for the sake of argument that it is. It's a Nick Collins type play. And you can feel the magic in the air. Right? It's just one of those Lambo moments. In terms of a touchdown. It's 17 nothing early first half. Now you've got the reverse of what happened in week six. Does Tom come back from that? I doubt it. But if it comes down to, man, both dudes are slinging the ball. It, it could come down to who holds the ball last. I, I don't know. I have a high I have a high feeling it won't come down to that because of the weather. But you never know. I still think the Packers are going to win it. I think the Packers are going to take it home 28, 28-21. We'll go 28-21. Uh, that's, my, that's my prediction. 28-21 Green Bay. They move on to the Super Bowl. I spent a lot of time talking about that. It's the marquee matchup. Patty Mahomes and Josh Allen. Is Patty Mahomes going to play? I assume yes. Unless the doctors don't let him, which, you know, is kind of like a, oh, no crap. No, oh, no, duh. Well, yeah. The doctors, they have an independent consultant that Mahomes has to see. And if Mahomes can't pass that, then he can't play. And it's that plain and it's that simple. If he can't play, the Chiefs don't win the game, and I don't think it's all that competitive of a game. Yeah, Chad Henney did it for him. That's against a very suspect Browns defense. It's not going to happen. You can't hold that for a whole game. Chad Henney can't do that for you. Anything is not possible. Let's just stop. If we're talking about the Bills possibly beating the Chiefs with Mahomes, they're going to beat him without him which is why I think Mahomes is really going to play. Now, I know there's rumors about is there going to be like an inside deal with the doctors and Mahomes and the league where they say, hey, you want to be our independent consultant? You want to be here next week or next year in this case? Then you're gonna, then he's good to play, right? I don't believe in that. I know former players have come out and said things. I know different things have been rumored and reported. I don't believe it. Probably because I don't want to. But 
there's enough speculation with the referees showing some sort of favoritism or the league showing more favoritism to the stars of their league, which, I mean, is just what happens. You don't have to like it. I personally don't, but it really doesn't matter. It's like that in sports because it's a money business. I mean, come on. It's a money business. That's just what happens sometimes. That's just the world we live in. Uh, I don't think there's any under-the-table dealings because I don't think Mahomes would get down like that. Maybe I'm too. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm naive like that. I I don't know. I just don't think Mahomes would get down like that. I think Mahomes would be like, no, there's under-the-table deal. I'm healthy. I'm playing. Now Brett Favre has said, oh, CT has taken its toll on me with all my concussions and all my straight games being played. Excuse me, and everything else like that. But I don't know. The Chiefs don't have a very good defense. They don't. If they don't have Mahomes, I know they'll have Tyreek. I know they'll have Travis. I know they'll have some of their running backs. I know that. I know they will have an absolute genius in Andy Reid as a coach and an absolute genius in Eric Bieniemy as offensive coordinator. But the Buffalo Bills have a fantastic defense. The Buffalo Bills have Josh Allen. The Buffalo Bills have Stephon Diggs. Steph, uh, the Stephon Diggs and the Bills are not a, are not a complete team. You know why? Because they're young. Diggs is young. The running backs are really young. Josh Allen's really young. Some of their players in defense are, are quite young. Ed Oliver, for example. This isn't the best that you're going to see from the Bills. And I think the Bills and the Chiefs are going to go at it for the next decade. Allen and Mahomes. They're going to be Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. They're going to go at it. Sometimes one is going to beat the other. And this is going to be the first of many, many matchups between these two. I am not too sure Lamar Jackson is going to be in that conversation. He won his first playoff game. He really did. And that's fantastic. I'm glad he got over the hump. I love Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson just seems to be the Michael Vick in the middle of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Lamar Jackson's probably not going to go to jail in the middle of his prime for dogfighting. But he's Michael Vick in the middle of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. My prediction is Mahomes plays, the Chiefs win. Because of that, the Chiefs and the Packers match up in the Super Bowl. You already know I picked the Packers to win. Adams is going to break the receiving record. Whatever. Now on to the predictions for season awards. I'm going to go through these relatively quickly. Uh, we are going to start with Offensive Rookie of the Year, Justin Herbert. Or Justin Jefferson. I don't know who I'm going to give it to. I don't know who if I'm going to pick my favorite to win or who's actually going to win. There might be a little bit of both in these. I, I'm not too terribly sure. But 
I think Herbert will win. I think Justin Jefferson is more deserving of the award. I'm going to lay it out there like that. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Jeremy Chen, Chase Young. I think Chase Young is going to win it. I'm leaning towards Jeremy Chen probably being more deserving of the award, although Chase Young did have a great year. So I, I don't know yet. That's a toss-up for me, but Chase Young is my pick. Then you've got Offensive Player of the Year, Derrick Henry. 2,000-yard club. Second Titans running back to do it. Only, what is it? The eighth or ninth ninth running back to do it? He's a special running back. Special running back. I'm not too sure. He's a top three player at his position. You've got Saquon. Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. Those are the best five. In terms of pure rushing ability, he's the best. However, he's not as fast as some of these other guys. He's fast. He's not as fast as some of these other guys. He's not as elusive as Christian McCaffrey or Kamara. He doesn't hit the hole as fast as Delvin Cook. He doesn't hurdle you or show as much athleticism as Saquon Barkley. But he's the best pure rusher of probably the last decade. Yes, that includes Adrian Peterson, who I believe is the only running back who can match his productivity. I think Peterson had a better season. He even won the MVP one year. I don't think Derrick Henry will ever win an MVP. In fact, I don't think any of those guys I mentioned will ever win an MVP. McCaffrey, Saquon, um, Cook, Kamara, Henry. If you want to, you can throw in Aaron Jones and Ezekiel Elliott and Joe Mixon, uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know, those guys. I've said my gracious words about all of those guys, especially Jonathan Taylor, who I think is the future running back of the NFL. He is a monster, and I, I knew it. He should have been picked over J.K. Dobbins and Clyde. He's better than them both. And he will be better than both for their entire careers. And I knew that. But I just, I, 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 I don't know. I, Derrick Henry is just, he, he's a monster. But he, he's definitely the offensive rookie of the year. Or offensive player of the year, excuse me. Defensive player of the year. TJ Watt, there's Aaron Donald. My personal pick is T.J. Watt, and I do think he's going to win the award. I really do. And T.J. Watt led the league in a lot of different categories this season with, I mean, T.J. Watt was was absolutely fantastic this season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I know they had an underwhelming season, but that's not his fault. Um, he had... 53 combined tackles, 
15 sacks and in, uh, two interceptions, two forced fumbles. Or is it just one interception? No, one interception, two forced fumbles. Then you've got you know different stats such as uh, tackle for loss uh, and such things. Um, it's he had an interception, a forced fumble, one forced fumble. Um, and such, um, 15 sacks, uh, 53 combined tackles, 23 tackles for loss. He's a great player. Uh, and I think he's going to win defensive player of the year. I know there's Aaron Donald. And Aaron Donald could win it every year. But I just, I don't think so. Not this year. Comeback player of the year. Alex Smith, no question. Yeah, I know Big Ben is Big Ben. But Alex Smith fought for his life. He came back. He was fantastic. He lit it up. He was great. If he... I still have a firm belief that if he was playing in that Washington football game against Tampa Bay, they could have upset him. They could have. They could have won. Maybe they wouldn't have. Maybe they would have. Heineke was great. He wasn't Alex Smith. I don't know. I think the Tampa. I just think that Tampa is very flawed. They're a great team, but they're very flawed. And one team is going to exploit them. And if they don't, they're going to be one of the weaker champions in recent history. As not, I'm not trying to hate on Tom or Bruce or the organization or, or any of the players, it's just you should know how to beat them. Force Tom to drive down the field. You know, make things hard for him. I know he's fantastic. He has flaws. You've got to exploit him. Um, coach of the year. I don't actually know if they have it. Hold up. I think they still have Coach of the Year, right? Yeah. They do have a Coach of the Year. John Harbaugh won it last year. Matt Nagy, Sean McVay. Whatever. Those guys. I won it. Um, Who do I think is going to win it this year? Lafleur could take it home. Andy Reid could take it home. You've got John Harbaugh. There's, their team was okay this year. Ravens were okay this year. I think I'd go with Sean McDermott, the Bills coach. They just made such a drastic change, and it's it's been great, you know. And I, I think he deserves the coach of the year, and I think he's going to get it. And last, but certainly not least, MVP. It's Rodgers. There's no doubt in my mind. He had his personal best season of his career. This dude's already won two MVPs and a Super Bowl. 
He's the MVP. And he's the best player in the world right now. He's better than Patrick. He's better than TJ. He's better than Derrick Henry. He's better than Aaron Donald. And Jalen Ramsey. And Tom Brady. Josh Allen. And Lamar Jackson. You can't convince me otherwise. He's just changed. With this year, I believe Rodgers isn't out of his prime. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? That's crazy. The dude is like 36, 37 years old, and he is not out of his prime. He's like LeBron. He's not out of his prime. He's going to be okay. And he's going to lead him back home again and win him another Super Bowl. And Etch himself is one of the greatest players in the history of the NFL. In fact, if he can continue to play like this, he could very well have get three, maybe even four championships. But I won't go that far. Because it's also about the team around him. But I think the Packers are only going to get better. I think I feel better about the Buc- of the Packers than I do about the Milwaukee Bucks. Even though the Bucks MVP is over 10 years younger. I don't think Giannis is as good at the game of basketball as Aaron Rodgers is at the game of football. Phillip Rivers recently retired from the NFL. He's a surefire Hall of Famer. You can't convince me otherwise. He was a fantastic player for the San Diego Chargers. He played through an ACL injury. He had their own issues. I mean, he had guys like Antonio Gates, LaDainian Tomlinson, Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, Antonio Cromartie. All play for him. He was great. He never swore. <laughs> and he's got a heck of a lot of kids. Philip does. But Philip Rivers and Drew Brees are both retiring from the NFL. It's it's crazy. It's it's crazy to me. I grew up watching Rodgers, Brees, Brady, Peyton and Eli Manning. Uh, Tony Romo and um, Philip Rivers, um, Mike Vick. Back kind of when he was out of his prime, but Mike Vick. Um, and now there's new guys, of course. But we grew up and we watched these guys. I mean, I watched Kurt Warner as well, but Kurt was kind of out of his prime. He was kind of out of his prime too by the time I was old enough to really fully truly understand the game of football. I mean, he was retired. I say the same thing about Favre. Favre is also another era. And all these guys are leaving. I mean Breeze is probably done. Rivers retired. Both the Mannings have already retired. Tom is forty three. Rogers is almost thirty seven. The era is coming to an end. I'm growing up. I'm going to be 18 in less than a month. But you just, you go back and, and you 
recognize the greatness of some of these players that even though they may have never been the best player or even top whatever in their position, they're still phenomenal players. I mean, let's, let's go through some Philip Rivers stats. I, I have some of them in front of me. The dude is a eight-time Pro Bowler, Comeback Player of the Year. He played, he was, what does this say? He was, uh, he was an eight-time Pro Bowler. That's a lot of Pro Bowls, man. He went 134 and 106 in his career. He completed 64.9% of his passes. He threw for over 63,000 yards, over 400 touchdowns, 209 interceptions, and a quarter and a passer rating for his career of 95. Took 464 sacks, but that's okay. He's fifth all-time in passing yards. He's fifth all-time in passing touchdowns. He's one of the most under-the-radar players in the NFL. The history of the game. He's a surefire Hall of Famer. Probably second ballot. Maybe even first. You never truly understand and recognize the greatness of players until they retire. His best season as a member of the NFL was probably 2009. He went 13 and 3. He completed 65% of his passes, 4,254 yards, 28 touchdowns, just 9 interceptions. Quarterback rating of 104.4. QBR of 77, which is the highest of his career. He also had four game-winning drives that season. Just that season alone. And his best statistical season was probably the year after that, where he completed 66% of his passes, 4,710 yards, but he had less touchdowns, more interceptions, uh, probably a lower QBR or a passer rating, lower passer rating, you know. But he only had one game-winning drive. But he was a great player. Philip Rivers was great. He was truly special. I, I will probably do a separate episode on Drew Brees and not just on Drew Brees. But I'll touch on more, probably maybe some more on Philip Rivers, Drew Brees. We'll probably go through most of Drew Brees' career. There, there might just be an episode dedicated to him. And while I'm at it, we'll probably sprinkle in some of the Manning brothers, um, some of uh, these other guys that have recently or that are coming up to retirement. I'm just glad I got to share an episode with you guys today. It was very enjoyable tonight. I have been in talks with some of my classmates that may possibly join me for some of these episodes. 
I was talking to um, one of my classmates today. Shout out to Jacob Minnock for that. But I look forward to, if I can get a chance to talk to anybody uh, or with anybody and get them involved in this, I, I certainly will. I have no problems doing that. I really enjoy doing this. This is a passion of mine. And I'm really glad that I've been able to talk to people recently who have told me, yeah, I, I watch, I listen to your podcast, you know, and I really like hearing that. But I think that's all I got for today's episode. So thank you very much. I probably won't be doing any videos or anything anytime soon. I'm getting my wisdom teeth pulled out tomorrow. So I talking and anything with my mouth, it's going to be pretty tough. So I appreciate everything. Thank you very much. God, have a blessed day. I'm Jonathan Hart from American Dream Sports. We covered the career of Philip Rivers. We covered the award predictions. We talked about Tom Brady and Patrick Holmes, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Coach of the Year, everything else in between. But God have a, God bless you. Maybe have a wonderful night. Thank you very much.